0: Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work there. Over 3,850 reviews to choose from. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. The Secret Life of Pets is the film I'm going to be reviewing. It is doing gangbusters at the box office. In fact, I guess it's the first film that's not based on a known property or a sequel that debuted with a hundred million dollars at the domestic, and by domestic, I mean the United States box office. It's an animated comedy. It's PG rated because of action and some rude humor. It runs 90 minutes. As this is an animated film, it's full of vocal talent, including Louis C.K., Eric Stone Street, Kevin Hart, Jenny Slate, Ellie Kemper, Albert Brooks, Lake Bell, Hannibal Burris, Bobby Moynihan, Dana Carvey. The directors are Chris Renaud and Yero Shaney, and the screenplays by Cinco Paul, Kevin Dario, and Brian Lynch. You know, upon the first glance that you have of The Secret Life of Pets, if you've been watching the trailers, you would say this seems like it would be a takeoff on Pixar's Toy Story series. Instead of toys, we get pets here. As with Toy Story, when the humans are away, we see what they do. So the film shows the world of the individual hobbies of the pets, their collective adventures that they go through whenever they're alone. So now this sounds like it could be a winning premise, even if it's familiar. I mean, we like animals. They're all very cute and cuddly and... There's a lot of jokes that can be mined here. Plus, all of these cute animal caricatures are voiced by some very funny top-flight comedians like Louis C.K., Kevin Hart, Jenny Slate, Albert Brooks, as I mentioned... This should be a slam dunk for entertainment value by pretty much any measure, and I think that that's why it did so well going in. I think people had an anticipation that this was going to be another great animated feature. Certainly, the animated features have been a lot better than the live-action features that have come out so far this year, so with summer heating up, you got to find something to take the kids to. So, indeed, I guess it is what you expect in that it's an amusing look at what pets do around the house while the humans are away. Although it's kind of a shame that that's not what the movie is about beyond the first 15 minutes because the rest of the movie, at least up until the last five minutes, is a devolvement into the kind of animal misadventure type films that we've seen countless times before. Animals that get out of the house and then we have to follow them, try to find their way back home. And I think that the problem is that the secret life of pets is infused with a lot of disheartening side characters that are perpetuating cruel acts upon each other this is a really bitter pill and really not that amusing in the slightest after a while Now, Louis C.K. is one of those A-list comedians I mentioned earlier. He voices the main character named Max. I guess he's a terrier, some people have said. He's a lovable dog, whatever breed, I guess. So he lives a life of relative bliss in a New York City apartment, and he is the sole pet of his owner, a young woman named Katie who got him years ago when he was freely given from a litter. Max gets all of the love and attention that he needs from Katie when she's home anyway, but now he finds himself having to compete when his owner, Bleeding Heart Katie, brings home a shelter pooch in the form of a big and dopey and shaggy-haired dog named Duke, who begins to steal some of that attention away from Max, as well as a good deal of the food and his pet bed, because Max is a much smaller dog than Duke. Squabbles obviously result on who's going to be the alpha dog before both find themselves eventually having to ally when they end up out in the streets of the city without any easy means of returning home in one piece so out to the rescue are a few of their pet animal friends who've made it their mission to bring max and duke back and they have to do it fast because the mutts have made enemies with a psychotic bunny rabbit named snowball voiced by kevin hart Snowball's the gang leader of this ragtag group of vicious street rejects who hate pampered and domesticated pets like Max and Duke, and especially their human owners. The Secret Life of Pets screenplay is cobbled together by Illumination Entertainment scribes like Cinco Paul and Kevin Dario, those two scripted previous Illumination films like the Despicable Me series, as well as The Lorax. We also get Brian Lynch, who was the sole credited screenwriter for Minions, one of the biggest money-making films worldwide of all time. I think it's just past the top ten. However, there's really little sense of the heartwarming spirit that you got in the Despicable Me flicks, and there's a little too much of the rude and obnoxious and sometimes mean-spirited elements of the Minions. And if you like your Minions, and I guess some people do, the theatrical release of The Secret Life of Pets features a Minions short just before the feature. Much of the comedy in The Secret Life of Pets relies on the performances of these comic actors. You get Kevin Hart doing what he does so often, which is to yell his lines like an overcaffeinated maniac. You have a lot of the smaller players riffing on character beats that they've honed from their stand-up acts. You know, Dana Carvey's in here, and he's essentially just reenacting his grumpy old man bit from his SNL days. And you get a lot of that from some of the other performers, too. The voice work still is a highlight. But, you know, whether their lines are given to them or they're ad lib. there's not a lot of good comedic material here to be found otherwise outside of the actual vocal performances. So the makers of the film have to rely mostly on a lot of frantic slapstick and a lot of vicious insults to try to provoke laughs from their audience. And the ones that do laugh are probably those who titter whenever they perceive anything being physically or verbally caustic occurring on the screen, I guess rude insults and a lot of uh, people bonking each other is just what it takes to get a lot of kids laughing. The Secret Life of Pets, it does start well, and it does end well. So there are funny opening scenes that introduces to all of these various animal characters that we come to follow for the next 90 minutes. There's also this wrap-up that is kind of emotional in a certain way. It suggests that the symbiotic human and pet relationships are indeed something special in the lives of all involved. So if you're a pet owner, you'll like those last five minutes. However, it's not surprising that most of the trailers and the advertising material draws from those cute, clever, quirky scenes that probably tested very well with audiences. What you don't get to see in a lot of the ads are the 70 minutes or so of mediocrity that comes in between. Between these fun and very clever scenes, and it supplants the strong points with too many standard, ugly, ill-advised confrontations between loud and antagonistic animals who are basically just bullies who are often seeking to maim and to murder and to consume one another, and specifically, there are characters here that actually hope to slaughter humans. And hopefully, in the most gory and torturous of ways possible. This film seems very negligent on this front, and, you know, if your child begins to misbehave after watching this movie, I I probably would not be surprised considering how much bad behavior is on display throughout most of this, and it's supposed to play as cute. The film even, you know, encroaches into Pixar territory by dabbling with trying to be. A little bit bittersweet because there is a death of a character in the film. We don't see the actual death, but we hear about it afterward. And that is handled so clumsily, it makes you wonder why it's even in this film at all. It, you know, If this is not a lesson that can be learned for your child about love and loss... The only thing lost is the cause of this film, because I really don't see any reason for it in this movie at all. It's just another thing that made me feel bad while watching it. So if Illumination Entertainment cannot compete with Pixar in making lasting family films to entertain both young and old with warmth and mirth and those twinges of melancholy, then they should not So deliberately remind us of the fact that they cannot compete by lifting the very idea for their story from their Toy Story films. So, you know, by comparison, Pixar films are seemingly made by master chefs using the finest of ingredients possible. While Illumination Entertainment's films seem like they're chain restaurant cooks tossing up cheap eats, for those people who don't expect more than quick and easy consumption, the makers of this movie hope that deafening background music and noise, along with a lot of colorful, distraction-filled ambiance, can make up for the fact that they're serving up substandard fare. The problem is that unlike the best restaurants in town versus, you know, fast food, movie tickets cost the same price no matter what the end result, and that makes it pretty hard for me to recommend The Secret Life of Pets overseeing Finding Dory, even if it's for a second time, while it is still competing in the theater's I'm giving Secret Life of Pets two and a half stars because I do think that it had the tools, it had the talent there to be a good winning film. Certainly you should have expected a much funnier movie than it ends up being, but it just, it falls short. It doesn't really come together, and the problem is there's just a little bit too much imbalance toward mean humor and not enough of that goodwill of that really funny, clever, witty kind of material that you expect from the advertisements that you've seen. This really is a lot of Tom and Jerry type stuff. Animals trying to hit each other with objects and scratch each other and be mean to each other. Not nearly enough of the fun and frivolity and meaning and pathos. And and, and the problem is, you know, maybe this film might have worked in the 40s or 50s where animal characters getting bonked in the head or falling off of buildings or whatever... We're pretty funny, I guess. But today, it's, you know, we expect a little bit more from family entertainment considering how good the output from Pixar and from Disney has been in the last few years in the animated feature department. Those films are probably going to last for all time. The Secret Life of Pets is meant just for the here and the now. Two and a half stars is the best that I can give The Secret Life of Pets. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. Click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Also, I want to let you know that if you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is by going to patreon.com slash quipster and leaving a donation for the show. Every dollar of support that I get from you as a listener goes into continuing to fund the show. And if you want to support the show, but you don't want to do it monetarily, the best way that you can do so is by going to iTunes and leaving a review. That definitely helps get the word of mouth out there that's necessary to keep this film review show going. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. Also, if you want to write to me, you can do so by going to my website. You can find my contact information there, as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. Go to Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.